Ladies and gentlemen, live from the six of this, 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 this is Sports and More. I want to say thank you to the guys from Sports and More. They're fantastic people, folks. Tremendous entertainers. Sports and More from the 604. <laughs> Episode 6. Your boy RC, I got KTC and DB. Welcome, boys. Yo, we don't even need a soundboard, man. We laugh. Like you are, you're a one-man soundboard. We don't even need anything. We'll create the soundboard and we'll sell it. I, w- I was gonna make like a production budget and go, you know, and buy some equipment. No, and, you know, we have it right here. Put it up on the credit card and get all these little <laughs> things that I don't know how to use yet. But no, you just did it. You're a one-man walking one. soundboard. We got we everything in the room, man. Wow, everyone, please give it up for RC Rosa. Welcome, Gould. my people. All That's right. the greatest intro ever, man. Sports and more from the 604 We Live episode 6 today where we're going to bring to you guys a breakdown of week number 2 in the NFL. We're going to do a preview of week 3 and we're going to pick them. We're going to hit you guys with the top matches to follow for next week. Yeah. Guys, we're going to recount what happened on Mexican Independence Day Canelo Triple G2. Stay tuned and listen to how, how we saw this match. And then we're going to go to the next big fight in boxing. We're going to keep it secret, but hey, stay tuned to that announcement. It's a rematch. It's a, That's all I'm going to say for now. Then we're going to do, boys, the GOAT of GOAT. The GOAT of GOAT conversation. The Mount Rushmore of GOATs. The GOATs of the GOATs. It's gonna be Goat City. I think it's right gonna here. get. I think it's gonna get emotional in here for that part. It's gonna get a little heated. Oh, it's getting heated. I, I think for there's sure. gonna be some good discussion there. We're gonna go deep into what the goats and the goats of the goats goats are, and yeah, we'll see what we have for the wrap up, guys. Stay tuned. We're gonna do some NBA talk. Jimmy B wants a trade. There's some UEFA Champions League gonna have just to catch up on NFL, my man. Man, we're not even going to waste any time on flat tires or none of that today. Like, we're, we're, gonna, we're, we're all here today. We're, we're going to get into it. We're Cars in the garage, we're all here. Cars are in the garage, we're ready to go. <laughs> tires are fully inflated. Like, we're ready to fucking rock and I roll walked here. here. All right, SM604. This is Sports & More 604, episode 6. We made it. KTC. I want to recap NFL. I've been eager to get into this with you. We're two weeks in. The, the season is in full swing. Fucking, what do you got, man? What, what, what were the storylines to follow after week two? Big surprises in the NFL, Pittsburgh and Kansas City, a great game being a shootout. I didn't think that Kansas City was going to be the team that they were, but you know what, Andy Reid making quarterback magic happen again. He's found his quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, post Mahomes. Post Mahomes. Post Mahomes, post posting Mahomes. up six touchdowns, rookie record. Unbelievable. That's ten. That's 10 touchdowns in his last two games. 10 wow. touchdowns. Damn. Sustainable? Hell no. No, not at all. But, yeah. but here, here's the crazy thing about Pat Mahomes, right, for a second. With him, the it's the the most touchdown tosses by a quarterback in his um, in the first three games of, of any quarterback's career, right? Yeah. You're opening three games. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. That's because he threw a precise zero touchdowns in that one game that he started last year, right? Yeah. So the thing about him is he threw those 10 TDs in two games. Two games, like, man. Like this is basically his coming out party. Like la- I don't really count last year's start. Yeah. Right. Like he came out and he and he did his thing this year. So you know I'm I'm happy for Pat Mahomes, man. Like that offense is super exciting to watch. They're gonna put up points all year. Yeah. Travis Travis Kelsey, fantasy owners loving his performance in week two. Tyreek Hill. Are he's they, on the board a couple times. Now are they are they a playoff team in your opinion? What do you think now? That te- that division for me is the hardest division right now. Every team in it besides Oakland is competing for first. 
And yeah. you know what? The way that it's going right now, I think all three teams besides Oakland are going to make the playoffs. Really? Yeah. So it's just a matter of who's going to become first. But so KC's I think the other KC's two teams are sure playing for a card. playoff team in your mind. Without a doubt. Their defense still sucks, but damn, that offense is looking good right now. I mean, like you and I said before, I, we don't think it's sustainable, but man, they got something. They got something going here, and you know, AFC, I still think is, is weak, like you and I predicted a couple of episodes ago, but... They look good. They look good. I like That game was fun. The the Steelers, you know, putting up points, I guess it's not a not a huge surprise. Maybe a little bit without having, you know, Le'Veon Bell there. But, man, they just... Man, Le'Veon Bell is loving life right now. He's jet skiing in yeah. Miami. <laughs> yeah, he's having... He's, having <laughs> he's not even fucking close to coming back. He's jet skiing right now. <laughs> he's having he's having a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Plus, he's in my top three names in football, man. Le'Veon. Le'Veon Bell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The guy is a top three player in the league too, but he out there. He's fucking jet skiing in well, Miami. We'll, we'll we'll get to that later. But something about the Steelers just seems off. You know what Drama, I mean? Drama, man. Drama always hits his team, and it's it's kind of a shame. I have a few good buddies that are Steelers fans. They're they're good fans. I hate them though as fans. But that team was built to contend for Super Bowls, and this was the last year of their window. Yeah. And yeah. they are not making the best use of it yeah. whatsoever. They, something just seems off. I mean, obviously the locker room is off. You know, they're, they're putting up points, but that defense is shaky. I don't know about the Steelers, man. I mean, they're going to they're gonna make for entertaining games this year. But, you know, for, for fantasy owners or whatever, like you're going to rip your hair out yeah. because you have no idea which Steelers team is going to show up week to week. Yeah. It, I think they'll be an, an interesting, interesting one to watch. One of the games of the week for me, though, was just – I know you're not going to like this, but it was so gratifying was seeing the Jacksonville Jaguars come back after that AMC, AFC championship loss last year. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, man, put the smack down on, dude, on the Patriots. Dude, we got fucking hustled. Man. It was awesome. It was we got great. fucking hustled. Break, Blake Bortles was bordering all over the place. It was, you know, Keelan Cole, Keelan Cole coming out of, you know, Pretty much nowhere. I mean, yeah, he, Eric Rowe didn't have a fucking good game. He couldn't cover a fly out there. No, I mean, no. we had key injuries out there. I'm not saying that's an excuse, but we lost our pass rusher. We, we lost my cousin, Patrick Chung. <laughs> <laughs> Those are key pieces of our defense. We lost them in the first half of the game, and yeah, we couldn't bounce back for it. You guys don't look like you're built the same, though. We'll be fine. <laughs> we have a weak ass division to crush. We'll make the playoffs and we'll figure it out in the playoffs. It was good though. I mean, that that was um that was a fun game to watch. It, it was it was great to see Jacksonville not backing down to New England. I mean, even though Jacksonville was at home, like they they played confident. They they just kept going. Bortles was he had the best game of his career. One of statistically, one of sure. he had the best game of his career. And he just and kept, that was the biggest win of his career. He just kept throwing and throwing yeah. and throwing. So you know, it, good for him. That was a really fun game to watch. I know there's another game that you want to get into that you know it was kind of a bit of a roller coaster, and that is the the second tie in a row in, in this young NFL season. We had a tie in week one. Now we have a tie in week two. Minnesota and Green Bay. A bunch of missed uh, field goals at the end. Man, there. the the last five minutes of that game was such a shit show. Green yeah. Bay had a chance to to win it, but they yeah. could only convert on two field goals. The play that I'm most upset about, but the was the freaking the penalty on Clay Matthews, the roughing the passer on a freaking textbook hit. You couldn't have made a better hit. That hit yeah. could have yeah. been on training videos. Like, this is how you hit a quarterback. 
and he got flagged for roughing the passer. Now I yeah. get it, the league wants to protect their star players, especially that quarterback position, but they're taking this thing a little bit too far, uh, too far for my liking. Yeah, I think that's the thing, right? It, you know, I, I saw that hit back on replay again, and and he hit him perfectly. Perfect. You know, like nothing he, dirty. He, 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 he didn't put all his strength into it. No, he didn't drive he, him to the ground. He wrapped him. He didn't hit high. He didn't hit low. He hit him right on the numbers, basically. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how you take that hit out of the game. I don't know if you want to take that hit out of the game. They're trying to, and it's unfortunate because the game is changing, and that's a, the direction it's going. But man, like, well, like, listen, I, I, I understand protecting the quarterback, right? I mean, it, it, you know, it, it is a, it, it's a throwing league, it's a passing league now. We all want to see, you know, points and touchdowns, and the, we, we want to see the most talented players, you know, shine brightly, which in, in most cases is the quarterback. But I don't know, I don't know if you want to get that hit out of the game. No, you can't. You really can. And you know, Goodell, you're gonna have to look into it because. The fans ain't happy on that freaking play, man. That's tough, right? That is a tough play. And you know what? It ended up, they, they ended up driving down the field. They tied the game. And I feel like each team had like two or three chances each to, to win that game. Like Crosby missed a field goal. The the kicker in Minnesota missed a field goal. And he's, made, he's, he's out of a job now. Yeah, he is. Like, he, <laughs> like that, I was talking about that with a couple buddies. Like that's the life of a kicker in the NFL. Hey, you, you, you're young and you're trying to make a name for yourself as a kicker and you miss one or two and, you, and your career is, is, you may not get a job again but you know how people say you had one job you had one job the nfl kicker has one has job, one job yeah. you have to make that fucking thing i mean if it's like a 55 year old field goal sure you can take a miss once in a while but the chip shot a 32 yard or wherever it was and a miss yeah come on man yeah, that's that's tough man that's tough so you know but overall um exciting week in the nfl the the season is really taking shape now i think we're starting to see some storylines develop uh, or, you know, the, the powerhouses are starting to emerge. And, you know, is, is there any other games or any other storylines that kind of stick out for you uh, from week two? The Saints, they came out with a win, but come on. They they were on the brink of losing that game. Yeah. But you know what? I, I, the, that is a, you know, that is true. But I'm not sure if the Browns are getting enough love. You know, that's that's two games in a row now. Where, one where they've tied and one where they've narrowly lost. Where they've been right in it. And I'm, I'm not saying the sure. Browns are, you know, a playoff team or anything like that. But I, I just don't think they're getting enough love. You know, Tyrod, he's never gonna he's never gonna throw for 500 yards in a game. But he he's a decent game manager. You know, he he's he's a way safer bet than say a, a Baker Mayfield, who they haven't you know really rolled out the welcome mat for yet. How many how many picks does Tyrod throw? Not all that many, and he's he's pretty reliable with his running all yeah. the time. So you've got a decent managing quarterback. All right, Josh Gordon wasn't really going to amount to anything anyway, like because you can't get his shit straight. So he's out of the picture. Opens up more chances for guys like um, guys like Duke. Um, you know, there's I think there's some players there that you could really make some noise with. I'm, I, again, I see Cleveland finishing like seven and nine. Maybe you know oh, they're six, lucky. six and ten, but 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 you know well, they're, they're six nine and one six nine and well, yeah six nine and one. But I don't think they're going to be in the dumpster. Like I don't think they're going to be the Buffalo Bills. No, you're you're absolutely right. They're not getting enough love. But you know they they were just coming off an zero and sixty team. But the Saints, man, True. you guys are a Super Bowl contender. You, you guys got to put up like 50 points against teams that are just in the middle of a rebuild. Is there going to be a parade in Cleveland if they win their first game? When they win their first game? <sighs> they shouldn't, but there might be. There's going to be like you, you, yeah. There's going to be like 120 <laughs> people in the street just cheering. It will be the first win in like uh, two years. 
You know what? I, I think we'll leave it at that. When you start talking about the Browns as in uh, games to watch for in week two, you know we should move on. So, you know what? Let's let's do a little preview of week three. Uh, my man, KTC, we're going to keep this rolling. Uh, RC might jump in with some uh, some ad-libs here and there. We're, tr- we're trying to get you to pick it up, bro. Well, I'll start watching more and more football closer to the end of the season. I, okay, it's always fair. one that I, I, don't, I don't pick up the regular season. It, there's just too much on my sports plate already. With the kind no, of what DB meant was we, we want to include you in these pick Oh, in the pick Oh, yeah, the pick You just have to pick you know with us. I, d- I just want you to start doing impersonations of, you know, certain NFL players. So we'll get you on YouTube and we'll get you watching yeah. you know, some interviews and then you can just, you can go from there. Nice. <laughs> uh, week three. Let's NFL. run down the games first, though. Let's run it down. Let's run it down. Um... So like let's pick out let's pick out a few that I think are interesting. I'll I'll, I'll give you one that I think is interesting, and then you can kind of we can go back and forth that way. First game that I think is interesting is um, is a Sunday morning game. Uh, the Chiefs are hosting the San Francisco 49ers, and I think it's an interesting game because you potentially ha- you, you have one for sure explosive offense. You have another offense that could potentially be explosive. You know, it, the, the thing about San Francisco is they could have had a really good offense. They lose Jarek McKinnon for the year. Um, oh, you they're know, fine, man. They got the goat Jimmy G. Yeah, they do. They do. But you know. It, you don't I, need no running back. They could have. They could have had a little <laughs> bit more, but you know what? They, they they're gonna be. They're gonna be respectable. You know, I I, I think they're they're gonna be in the conversation for competing in a lot of games. Like even games that they lose. Here's what I think. I think they're gonna lose a lot of games really narrowly. Mm. So they're gonna be in a lot of games. I think it's gonna be a fun one to watch. Uh, you know, Jimmy G, Pat Mahomes. Um, what do you think? What do you think that one's gonna be exciting? That's that's one that I want to watch for. Just because the Chiefs' offense. I mean, I could tune in every week and watch that. Oh yeah, the Chiefs' offense right now are, are something to watch. I, I do enjoy the game. The game I'm actually interested in you are got the Broncos and Ravens. Broncos and Ravens, yeah, eh? Yeah, I think that is a game that identifies both teams. Both teams right now, this is... Two defensive teams that are two defensive trying teams to find that their are fu- identity. Fu- yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And these two, th- this is, these are pivotal games for both of them because right now, Broncos, they want to keep their... They're two and zero record boosted up to three and zero. Absolutely. The Ravens coming off an awful win, a game that they should have won, but. But you know the thing about Denver too is is you know all this talk in the offseason of you know Royce Freeman's going to be this, Royce Freeman's going to be that. He's going to he's going to lead the league in rushing, you know, for the third straight year as a as a rookie, right? The yeah. third third rookie in a row to lead rushing, and it, it, it looks like he's lost his number one job so far. Well, Philip Lindsay. They they it's have early. a they have a two man system right now yeah, as yeah. most NFL teams should no have doubt. now. No doubt. And you know what this Lindsay guy? He's for real, man. He's and for I real. spent an hour getting you to pick him up on fantasy football and i did and i thank you for it <laughs> yeah 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 because this guy i think he's really good he, I haven't, uh, he has a lot of heart and he has a lot of talent i haven't played him yet but i'm gonna be playing him this weekend so i'll uh, i'll save my thanks in advance for <laughs> after after sunday and well, i started know. him he got me the dub philip yeah. Lindsay, you know what he he's really exciting and, and you know people have kind of talked about uh the the thunder and lightning combo with with Lindsay and freeman it, c- it could be something right Demarius Thomas is getting a lot of touch, a lot of catches. Sanders hasn't really emerged as a target monster with Case Keenum yet. We'll see how that develops. Yeah. But uh, they got a lot of weapons there, and that defense is still, you know, a Broncos well, defense that, defense that we remember. Is good so right now, Vaughn Miller. Right now, yeah. I think the player, defensive player of the year, is between him and uh, yeah. Khalil Mack. It's going to be a defensive battle. But you know what? That that is a good one. I'm glad you picked that one out. Next one that I uh, that I got circled on on the calendar for the week is uh, is the newly 
the newly formed Battle of LA, Chargers and Rams. Two teams, <laughs> two teams that weren't in LA all that not all that long ago. Yeah. But uh, that's a good one, man. It's it's going to be um, two teams that have legitimate Super Bowl aspirations. Um, you know. In my opinion, I think one has a better claim to that than the other. I'm, I'm, I think the Rams are for real. They're gonna, it's gonna take them a little bit of time to kind of figure out all the new pieces on both sides of the ball. But um, I, I think the Rams are a no joke for real Super Bowl contender. A lot of people think the Chargers are too. I'm not in that camp, but I, I think they'll have something to say by the end of the season. That defense is great. Um, the offense has some pieces, but I just don't see them being as cohesive as, as you know, like a team like the Rams, for example. So I don't know who, I, how, who I'd pick in that game, but it's definitely going to be fun to watch. And um, it, is, well, it, it is in the Coliseum, so you know we'll see how many Chargers fans show up to, uh, to the <laughs> other side of the city. Well, I'm not too sure Bosa's coming back. If Bosa comes back, yeah. that makes a big difference in that game because yeah. he is a great defensive player. He, he really is a great defensive the player. The Rams right now, like I, yeah, that is a good team. I thought they were going to pull at 2013 Eagles and just have the super, super team and kind of let it all fall apart. And you know what? Todd Gurley fans, they had a scare this last Sunday because Gurley went out and people were like, ah, oh, shit, there goes the number one overall pick, but he seems to be fine. Yeah, I think he'll be okay. So, you know what, I think, I think that's a pretty I think that's a pretty solid recap, or sorry, a preview of, uh, of week three. Any other games you're interested in before we get into the pick'em? Because I'm, I'm just ready to tell the people how things have gone, man. I'm, ex- I'm excited for this. <laughs> give them the repack. <laughs> give, give them the goods, man. All right. All right. Well, we'll give you a little bit of love. So we're going to move into uh, the NFL, uh, our, our, our pick em recap and what our what our picks are going to be for, for week three. So just to recap for the people, again, what, what me and KTC are, are doing here. Every week, we are going to take the nighter games. So the Thursday nighter, the Sunday nighter, and the Monday nighter. And we are going to make our picks against what um, what the Vegas spreads are. And uh, we're just going to keep score. And we're going to see uh, who, who has the bragging rights. And we haven't really figured out a, a prize or, or, or a losing a losing punishment for, for the end of the season. Right now, it's just bragging rights. But we'll, we'll add something to that at oh, some yeah. point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you, ha- you got the lead right now. Well, yeah, slightly. So, anyway, um, after after week one, we picked four because there was two Monday Nighter games. I finished at two and two against the spread on those, and you were uh, one and three. A very paltry one and three, man. Pick your shit up, but uh, but you did. You did pick your shit up. In, <laughs> Not uh, how much? We were both one and two in week two. We were both we were both one and two. So so to re- recap that one, we uh, the uh, the first game was the the Thursday Nighter. We had um, we had a Baltimore Cincinnati pick'em. I uh, I went with the home field advantage and took the Bengals. I got the win on that one. Kenton taking the L with uh, with the Ravens. Uh, then we had uh, Dallas as a two and a half point favorite against the New York Giants. <laughs> we both took the Giants to, to have a strong showing against the Cowboys. And the Cowboys showed up, man. The, <laughs> Why did I tell you about wait, Dak, man? He showed up. Either the Cowboys showed up or or the Giants really didn't. And I think it's a little bit of both. Dude, the Giants add fuel to the fire. They dared Dak to play, and Dak played. Yeah, yeah, he he played okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm, st- I, I'm still. I I think it's clear now that I'm a Dak hater, and I'm just not gonna give him any kind of love. Yeah. So, you know, I um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm gonna refrain from that. Dak, you gotta, you gotta prove something to me, my man. 
So yeah, we both we both took the L on that one, and then the uh, the difference maker, um, or I guess what kept us uh, tied for for week two, was uh, the Bears. Chicago were a three and a half point favorite at home against Seattle. I thought Seattle was going to come out and have a strong showing. They uh, they tried to kind of come on at the end, but they never really had had it together. That pick and six, Russell, man. Yeah, that well, that's the first pick six he's thrown in the last I think over two thousand passes. Yeah, something like it was something like almost two or three thousand passes. And that's his first pick six. It might be of his career. Man, but the poor guy is literally running for his freaking life every every game right now. The first week against Denver, he was just running around getting six sacks. This time, it was the same thing. Running around, he absorbed six sacks. He has no help on that offensive line. He has no help on wide receivers. Think about, think about <laughs> Russ, though. <laughs> I like watching Seattle Seahawks lose, but watching him run like that is like, damn, man. The thing about Russ, though, is, is he knows and everyone knows that he has the entire franchise on his back. There's no Legion of Boom anymore. There's real no unbelievable receivers to speak of. I mean, Doug Baldwin is, is good. He's slick with it, but he's Not injured. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So... That's a, that's a tough one, and I, you know I'm, I'm a Seahawks fan by way of geography, and and uh, you know it's tough. You want to see them do well, but I really thought they'd have a strong showing against the Bears, and and I didn't think the Bears were going to be able to uh, really come out and play as well as they did in in Week One against Green Bay, and they did. The, Trubisky played well. That defense is really coming together with that addition of uh, Khalil Mack, and and they look really good. So they look like a top five defense. So you took Mack. you took the W on that one, and I took the L. So that after Week Two, we we're we're seven uh, seven pickums. Into the books, um, I'm sitting at. What are we at here? I'm at I'm uh, two and five. I'm, I'm three at, and four. I'm three and four against the spread. Which you know what? Against Vegas spreads is not bad. To be batting almost fifty percent, I'm gonna give myself a little props there. But we're still both under five hundred. Yeah. So we'll make it up this week. You're we're the gonna, champ. We're gonna you go it. first. We yeah. have Thursday nighter. We have the New York Jets in the dog pound. The dog. Pound. Three and a half. What's your pick? Yeah, we've got Cleveland hosting the New York Jets. They are a three and a half point favorite in Cleveland at home. Uh, I know I gave a little bit of love to Cleveland just now that they're they're better than people think and to kind of stop shitting on Cleveland. Uh, I'm gonna shit on Cleveland a little bit. I think <laughs> I really like the way uh, that the Jets played um, last week. They they made a big beat down basically. Um, they look good. Uh, you know, Darnold's figuring it out. Quincy Anuwa, who again I said it last week. I know you know he's not a sexy name, he's not a household name, but he was out all of last season with a neck injury, and I think people kind of forgot about this guy. He's gotten almost ten receptions each game. Man, you love this guy, man. You he's want- a target monster. Watch over. He's going to be one of Darnold's favorite favorite places to go to. Robbie Anderson's a deep threat. Oh. I, I think the Jets can put up points, and even if they can't defend well, Cleveland's never going to put up you know 30, 40 points. I'm taking the Jets plus the points. Give them to me. All right, I am going to counter that by... I'm going to take Cleveland Good. with those points I like to it. cover the spread. I like it. I think that Miles Garrett is going to get in Sam Darnold's face. Sam Darnold will be uncomfortable in the pocket. He's going to throw some big picks. Cleveland's finally going to get their freaking first win in almost two fucking years. I'm going with the Browns, baby. I like it. Plus the uh, minus the points, eh? Take oh, I'm cover. Ca- oh, they're they're gonna cover. Okay, good. All we're right, gonna, we're so gonna the Sunday nighter. Sunday nighter here. We got New England or uh-huh. in Detroit. Yep. New England being favored six and a half. Yep. I have to take my boys. I don't have to give an explanation. <laughs> I'm taking New England to cover that six and a half. <laughs> to win by a touchdown or more, eh? To win by a touchdown or more. Now, okay. So I'm just gonna add to that. How, how big of a beatdown do you see this being? Because you're pretty confident right now. Matt Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be like a live practice 
that we used to see in New England practices. A live, a live practice, like, hey? It's Bill Belichick against his former pupil, Patricia. I'm going to say 37 to 20. Okay, so a, a beat down. A beat down. Okay. Um... This one, this one's tough for me, man. You know, I, I you know, I definitely, I, I, I like New England. Um, you know, it takes Tom Brady a few games every year now. It seems to kind of figure it out. Sony Michelle is going to be just coming back, and, and I know he's a rookie, but they're going to want to try to work him in. Uh, what are they going to do with Josh Gordon? Are they going to try to to get him some tosses right away? Is he even going to play right away? Um, I think there are a lot of unanswered questions in in New England. Um, and, and and honestly, I think um, you know Detroit has has not obviously played all that well, but they know what they have, and, and you know and um, Stafford's only getting a little bit stronger. He's gonna figure it out with his three wide receiver set. Uh, I'm a big believer in Kenny Galladay. Um, you know what, man? This is a this is a tough one, but I'm uh... ah shit. Yeah, you know what? Give me Detroit plus the nice. points. Nice. Yep. That's w- yeah. exactly what I wanted yeah, to yeah. say. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm close on that one. I'm <laughs> close on that one. But give me Detroit plus the points, if if nothing else, but just to be on the opposite side of the fence from, from KTC. So that one's real good. Let's move into the the last pick em of uh, of the week here. It's going to be the Monday Nighter. We've got the Tampa Bay Bucks and Ryan Fitzmagic. Uh, hosting notorious uh, MMA. Yeah, hosting. He does look like Conor McGregor. <laughs> uh, hosting uh, the Steelers. But you know what, man? If you put up a side by side of McGregor and and Fitzpatrick, they look like twins, long lost twins. Especially with the way that he dressed for oh, that press yeah, call, yeah, yeah, for yeah. that post game. I yeah, think he was guys definitely baller. definitely channeling. So we've got Pittsburgh as a one and a half point favorite on the road against Tampa. KTC, who you got? It's your pick. Oh, it's my pick. Okay. Um. Dude, give me Tampa at home, man, and for for a couple reasons. The Steelers just look like a traveling shit show right now. Uh, ben never seems to play well on the road. The Le'Veon Bell drama has not stopped. Uh, the, now there's Antonio Brown drama, which you know maybe nothing, but maybe it's something. Who knows, right? And Tampa Bay is doing nothing but score, score, score. It's gonna come. The ride is gonna come to an end at some point. Deshaun Jackson is not gonna go off for 500 fucking yards a game. But uh, for now, I'm gonna ride that wave. And I got a ha- one and a half point. I'll give it, man. Give me, give me the points. Give me Tampa Bay. I'll take it. Nice. I'm. I don't see the the Steelers going 0-2-1. This is a must-win situation for them. You know, Antonio Brown, every time he goes through... We've seen this every year from from, uh, Antonio. And you know what? When he shows up on game day on the week that he has drama, he shows up for big games. Big Ben's going to have to play like Big Ben from 10 years ago. I'm going to take the Steelers on this one. I love it, man. I love it. Okay, so those are your picks, guys. We are, uh, we're opposite on all three. This is great. This is exactly what I wanted. Big drama show. It's a big drama show. I'm not going to try to do the accent this time because I just sounded like a Fobby Indian last week. So I'll leave the accents for my man RC over here. But uh, good. We're on the opposite side of the fence for three, man. I like it. I might end up regretting that, that Detroit pick, but whatever. Let's Let's go with it. Lock Go it pass, in. baby. I think that's enough NFL talk. I hope you guys enjoyed that. We recapped a little bit, previewed the week. Uh, NFL is in full swing, baby. Fucking love it. Let's get into something that my man RC has just been just chomping at the bit for for a few minutes here. He's just been like salivating and like I thought some warm pee was going to run down his leg. But let's get into this, man. Let's recap the fight of the year. Or was it? 
Canelo Triple G2, the rematch. RC, what are your immediate thoughts after the match? First of all, for those who didn't see it, if you're living under a rock, Canelo. Spoiler alert. Canelo won by unanimous decision. Did no, he not? split. Oh, it was split, a split. That's right. It was split decision. Yeah. I, I think they call it majority decision because it was. Majority, yeah, because one, one was a tie. Yeah, majority and two decision. Two gave him yeah. by one Canelo round by majority decision. decision, one draw, and two judges ruled it in favor of Canelo. So, my man RC, recap this one for us. Uh, all right, Jim. <laughs> this is what I got. I got it. Seven rounds to five. Canelo Alvarez. Like <laughs> that shot of the Harold Leatherman of HBO boxing. That, that guy's a G. That guy's, that guy's an absolute uh, G. Scoring it at ringside, dude. That was a, first of all, that was a great fucking fight. Great fight. That was a great Both fight. guys showed why they're the top dogs in the middleweight division. Personally, it might have been the the beers. It might have been the festivities, but I had Canelo up. I understand if you would have Triple G up. I'd understand if you had them a tie. That was a back-and-forth, action-packed fight. Yeah. I love what I saw from Canelo. I love that he didn't box and out-move out Golovkin. I like that he stood his ground and proposed more. Mm. He had more of the initiative and controlled the flow of the fight. I also love what I saw from Golovkin, that he took punches and dished them back. And both of them... Holy shit, respect. Both of them have very good chins. They oh, can man. both take a punch. Those guys can stand in there and box. Like, they can just go. That was that was one of the best fights I've seen. Man. We, we, we knew that see... Triple G... We knew that Canelo had a chin. I mean, everyone knew that. But I, I think Triple G, even though he, he took the L on this one, he really showed a lot. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, I love also what his corner did after the match where they just... They stopped chirping, right? Like, let's not take away from the win. I, I think Triple G knew this the first fight, so it's no surprise this time. He has to overwhelmingly beat Canelo for Las Vegas to give a decision in his favor. This is his town, his city. He's the money man in boxing. Triple G, you either knock him out or win by a landslide, or you're not getting a, a decision. Yeah, but why? Why is it not Triple G's town? I mean, he he was undefeated up until he he fought Canelo last year. Yeah, I mean, look, against probably eighty percent of the division, it would be his town. But Canelo is a multinational, multi-divisional, multi-generational talent. How how do you, how do you guys feel about that too? I want to get your guys' take on that with with Triple G. You know, he had a perfect undefeated record with a lot of knockouts, and there is that one knock on him that he would always kind of line himself up against inferior competition. He goes up against arguably the best pound for pound for pound fighter in the world in Canelo, and he's got one draw and one loss. It should have been one and one. That draw. Fair, no, fair enough. Like out of those two fights, there's no way that Triple G lost both of them. Yeah. Um, but. Whatever way it goes, this is how, this is how it's gone. And what are your guys' thoughts on on Triple G's legacy as a fighter now? That you know he's got this perfect record, but he goes up against you know the best fighter he's gone up against, and he and he hasn't won in two tries. And those are the only blemishes on his career record. What what does that say to you guys about Triple G? Well, the loss that he took this past Saturday, I mean, that fight in my opinion could have gone either way. I think Triple G can accept that loss. The, the draw yeah. on his end though but man that was that was a robbery in my opinion yeah i don't if, think if, he should have taken the loss or yeah. the draw that day i think he yeah. won that day if there's an easier loss you know not that it, it'd be easier for the fighter to stomach but if there's an easier loss to kind of understand it's this second one uh triple g in my mind last year in the first fight 
definitely won the fight. Now, I, not that he ran away with it, but he definitely won the fight, in my opinion. Now, I know, you know, uh, Raul, upon re-watching last year's yeah. fight, you have a different opinion of that. But it, the it, first time I had it for him, yeah. It, yeah, in, in my, and, 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 I'll be, and I'll tell you what I guys like. I, I, I watched the fight. I had this second one seven, to f seven rounds to five for Triple G. So in my mind, I had Triple G winning both fights. Okay, the crazy thing about about these two fighters and these two fights, and and, and I think the reason why it's it's going to be such a compelling talking point for for boxing fans to talk about for years to come, is you're going to have a lot of people that felt like Triple G won both fights. You're going to have a lot of people that felt like Canelo won both fights. You're going to have a lot of people that felt like it should be one and one. You're even going to have some people that feel like both fights should have been a draw. Like there are so many people. It, it, like there, there are large amounts in each of those camps. Like yeah. th there's really no way to to have a consensus on this, and I think that's really, really compelling. It's good for sports. It's good for the sport. I, 100%. I, I like the fact that you can go 24 rounds and not have a clear victor among the two. Yeah, the two were so evenly team. matched with so such different matched. styles. Yeah. Now your question about Triple G, right, and his record. You know, he was a longtime amateur boxer, came out of Kazakhstan. Had a short professional career plagued by knockouts. He was the most avoided fighter up until three years ago, where he kind of put together so much audience due to the flashiness of his of his knockouts. Oh, it's exciting! Um, he was an exciting guy to watch. So he became popular only two three years ago. Where was Canelo five years ago fighting Mayweather in the in the biggest fight of his life? Right. So. Yeah. Um, I don't think it, it, it taint, tarnishes his legacy at all. I think rivalries make your legacy yeah. in the way that when you think Muhammad Ali, you think Joe Frazier, when you think um, fuck, and pretty much Manny Pacquiao, you and think Styles Marquez, you think Mayweather, right? You think rivalries, you think epic, epic showdown. So I, I think we're going to see a third one. It's not going to be the next fight. I think they're going to both go separate directions for a bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't blame Canelo for opting elsewhere just because Gennady is still a huge threat. Uh, you don't want to take a fight against that much of a threatening fighter unless you're guaranteed to make the most money or you're deep into your career. So yeah. you want to push that back as much as possible. Which goes into pretty much our next topic, absolutely, which is man. the huge announcement in the world of boxing. So, sort of. Are you ready? Kind of, kind of, sort of announcement. Huge baby rematch. The money team. Are y'all ready for this? Money, Filipino people. I do it for the people. Already, RC, my Filipino people. Already, Manny Pacman Pacquiao confirms rematch with. Floyd Money Mayweather. Can y'all believe that? Can y'all believe that? <laughs> the biggest fight in history. So we're, we're calling it we're calling it a kind of sort of announcement because it hasn't been formally announced. But um, both uh, Mayweather and Pacquiao ran into each other um, at a concert or something in uh, I don't even know where it was. Likely Vegas because Mayweather. Somewhere no, no, no. I don't. I don't think it was Vegas. I think it was somewhere like uh, overseas. I think it was in Asia. Macau. Who knows? Anyway, they, they, they ran into each other at Goodbye. a at a concert, and they it's it's on tape about them getting together, uh, and and doing it in December. So we have a potential date as well yeah. for Mayweather Pacquiao two. Now, obviously, 
th this is just a draw for for the legacies of those two fighters. I mean, I I don't even I don't even put the excitement of this fight anywhere near the level of the Canelo Triple G fights that we've just seen, or the first one, or yeah, or even the first Mayweather Pacquiao, which honestly was was not because this time it feels kind of gimmicky. Yeah, for, there's yeah, a yeah, very totally, gimmicky totally, feel yeah, to totally this feels rematch gimmicky. Totally, totally feels gimmicky. But you know, the the announcement is interesting nonetheless. It's exciting nonetheless. Uh, Pacquiao is still um, not retired. He hasn't retired yet. He's still taking fights. He's still taking L's. <laughs> well, and, Floyd's retired. And, and he's, yeah, and Floyd and Floyd's retired at 50 and 0 comfortably. But like, is he in debt again? Like, does he need to make another <laughs> bank? <laughs> Taxman knocking on his door. Yeah. Like, does he need to get another, like, secure the bag again? Is Manny trying to finance his run for president? I mean, we just yeah. don't know. I, I honestly, I, I think it's more, I think it's more Pacquiao, like trying to take a money grab here. I don't know, I don't know what Floyd's angle is going to be. I don't know what Floyd has. Floyd has nothing to prove. Floyd has zero to prove by taking this fight on. So, it, and honestly, if, if I'm being honest with you guys, I honestly still think there's like a 70, 60, 70% chance this fight doesn't happen. But generally speaking generally once two fighters get face to face and they say they're gonna do it and they have it on tape that usually gets the fire stoked a little bit and, and things start things start rolling so we <laughs> we might see this fight and we might see it in 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 december of this year which is yeah. only a few short months away it's crazy because there's so many other fights in boxing that i hope they make i mean we got vasil lomachenko mikey garcia in the undercard of canelo triple g we saw mungia the Mexican. yeah mungia is gonna be uh, a one he's to gonna watch be for a sure, hell yeah. of a up-and-comer i just you, got put on to him this weekend because of that fight so yeah, yeah. that was that was awesome man you he's got a Deontay really Wilder, anthony joshua in the heavyweight division there's a lot of talent but mayweather pacquiao is, is gonna hog the spotlights and the thing is this fight feels like a gimmick they're past they're more past their prime they're older but somehow I think it's more competitive now than it's ever been because, because the advantage that Mayweather has has always been his crisp defense and his speed but if he's older that plays into Pacquiao's favor now Pacquiao's advantage is that he's a fight he's a strong fi fighter quick and he's a brawler now he's got old man strength and he's got nothing to lose <laughs> so shit like the fight might actually be better than the first one more competitive because this is like your no holds bar match hey it's like the rocky five match you know what i yeah. mean it's that one in the hood it's that one in the dark alley against uh tommy god yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? there's no preparing they're just gonna get in the ring and just fucking do this hey and they're each gonna make a hundred million and it's just gonna be fucking huge Wow. All right, but that's the world of boxing, guys. It, this, it was big. It was Mexican Independence. Now we're going to hear um, there's going to be the Mayweather Pacquiao New Year's and yeah. then Cinco de Mayo, you know, probably Canelo Triple G3. I don't know. It'll be it'll it'll be one to watch, but you know what? If you want to get all the latest boxing news, you want to hear our opinions, you know, keep it locked. Sports and more 604. This is episode 6. Let's move into something that I know the three of us have been wanting to to talk about on wax for a while. We've um, we've discussed it, you know, off wax a lot and and we've had some really fun healthy debate about it. So you know what? We're gonna get into it. I'm excited to do this. We're yeah, gonna yeah. have, and, and we and we may get into deeper dives on this in in future pods, but we're gonna touch on this today because I just can't wait any longer. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the goats, the goats, the goats of goats of goats, yeah. and we're and we're gonna single out some of the greatest goats, greatest, the goatiest goats of all time. 
The goats of goats. It's goat time in the 604, guys. Mount Rushmore of the athletes, baby. For those who don't know and are, you know, brand new uh, sports listeners because of Sports and More 604, we, we love you. We appreciate you. Goat stands for greatest of all time. Uh, so, so we're going to do this by having four names because we're going to stick with the Mount Rushmore yeah. of these sports phenoms. So just so you all know, yeah, we're, we are going to do the Mount Rushmore of goats. The, the, the Mount Goatsmore of goats we're gonna pick and each of us are gonna go around and we are gonna take our four goatiest goats our four greatest goats of all time and then we're gonna add in a fifth as an honorable mention for just for just for good luck so i think we got the criteria and if you guys want to kind of further um explain kind of why you're ranking certain guys this way or certain you know people this way maybe it's a female who knows but Tell us why and, and why you think they belong on the Mount Rushmore of goats. Uh, who should we start with? KTC, let's start with you, man, because I know we've been talking about this for weeks now. I got the honors, hey? No, you got the honors, man. You ladies Kay. and gentlemen, KTC with the first goats honorable list. Am I naming all of them right yeah, now? Yeah, do your, do your Mount Kay. Goats more. The goat of goat. When <clears throat> I think goat of goat is... Oh, How? by the way, by, yeah, the, no, by the way. Let's do that. Let's do that. Give us a, like a 30-second intro color about what kind of questions come to your mind when you're... Yeah. Would you try to pin How, how down can you a, explain a this? Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. And, and, and by the way, uh, just for the people who are listening, uh, this is in no particular order. This is our, this is our Mount Rushmore. Oh, I got my order. Uh, yeah, order. no, no. You, okay, you, I, got, I, got I got the order. order I got the order. order you have an order too? Yeah, yeah. I don't have an order, so I'm not, I'm not even going to try. Okay, you go last and you figure it out. I'm not even going to figure out an order. I don't, I'm not, I'm not right. going to rank them. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. How I would establish the GOAT of GOAT is that what they have done for the game in and outside of a game like there's so many tangibles how I can rate these goats the go to goat when I when I have to think of one the one that pops up and I know he's the number one in a lot of people's mind Jordan. Michael Jordan <laughs> Michael Jordan you got a guy pure dominance perfect record in the finals clutch has everything started his own business while he was playing he brought basketball even further. I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. That's, that's what Michael Jordan is. Exactly. 190 pounds from the University of he, North Carolina. He was so dominant that he, in his prime, he averaged whoever the fuck he went against. He was going to drop 30 points on your ass, and he locked you down defensively. There's nobody in a team sport that can say that they were the number one scorer and a defensive player in the year. Solid number one. Yep, absolutely. And you know that's probably going to be universal. But uh, all right, bro, what you got on your next your next uh, Mount Rushmore here? Mount Number Goatsmore. two for me, I got Tiger Woods. Okay, Tiger okay. Woods right now in his prime. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger was, Woods. Okay, he made a game like golf exciting. It didn't matter. <laughs> no, I like golf. Don't get me wrong, but he made it that anybody could tune into TV and watch a game of fucking golf on a Sunday. That's true. He did that. He brought that on the map. It didn't matter if he was down 10 strokes or if he was up 13 strokes to win his championships. Mm-hmm. He he dominated. Did he bring Nike into the game of golf as well? Oh, Nike signed him. and. Well, I, I don't know if he I brought yeah. Nike in, but he, he turned Nike golf into he, what it is. He, well, he did the Air Jordan thing and he made his own brand, Tiger Woods. The guy was one of the richest franchises in the world. He was behind, he was the fifth richest franchise at one point, only behind Real Madrid, 
Barcelona, the Dallas Cowboys, and Manchester United. He was worth more than any NBA team. He was worth more than any NFL team. He, he well, he was. I mean, he was obviously bigger than basketball. So yeah, yeah. So he did that for himself oh, sorry, as sorry, well. Bigger than golf, excuse me. He did that for himself as well. He brought the game to the table. Pure dominance. I got Tiger was as number two. Solid yeah. number two, dog. Number three right now. I got Roger Federer. Okay. Roger, Roger okay. Cool. I have Ro- greetings and salutations to all of us three comrades. <laughs> he played in the golden era of the individual sports, and he just dominated that as well. He doesn't have the most um, grand slams in the history of the game, but I feel, felt that he had the most competition. He's still playing. He was just world's number one a year ago at the age of 36. Well, Federer does have the most grand slams, doesn't he? I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah, he, but he's at least he's contended for top of the world number one, maybe 15 years. Like he's yeah. been in the conversation for 15 since we've years. been in high school, yeah. and he's still doing it. He's still only these punk kids that's trying to get up to the world. But that yeah, backhand. Really and that's really that, that, what he likes <laughs> the most about his game. And he dropped Nike as a sponsor. Who would have the balls to that? And he signed you with Uniqlo for 300 mil. Yeah, well, in that, the back nine of his career, like that's, damn, that's a crazy move. That's a crazy, crazy. move. Uniqlo, yeah. you fucked up, man. Solid number three. All right, bro, what you got? <laughs> Wrapping it up on fourth. Closing the Mount Rushmore. This this was difficult for me because the three, three in my opinion, was easy. Number four. Brady. Brady. Colin. Go for it. You're calling Brady for me? No, no, he's not going to pick Brady. I know that for sure. Number four in my mind is Money Mayweather. Oh. oh. Hard work. You got the undefeated 50-0, and 0, and you know what? That is one of the most impressive stat lines in sports. Are you putting Money Mayweather as one of the four greatest athletes of all time? Oh, yeah. Hard wow. work. Wow. Yeah. Dedication. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. This, this is why we're having this talk. I like uh, this. We that 50-0 legend. is legendary. No, it is. No doubt about it. But I mean... And it's wow. not like he just like owned noobs the whole time. Like he was out there. He he was no, and, he was and, fighting and, some and good... Con- he's been a world champion for 20 years. In, 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 in good his, competition in his, as well. In his day, like, you know, when he was in his prime, he was fighting the best fighters out there. Even in his later stages, he was still fighting the best fighters out there. He just tactically destroyed... Tactically completely unraveled their threads you know what i mean yeah. he, he picked apart canelo he picked apart marquez no, he, pacquiao was everybody no had to play his game and nobody was able to compete and nobody was able to everybody play. had I'll to compete agree, in i'll his, agree with you game. on that I, I don't know if i'd put him on the mount goats more but uh but he, yeah, he was amazing. Well, like i goats, said man. and now where's the special you want to do special mentions last or special mention now i'll give the special mention give after your, we will we'll do all the we'll all do a special mention after we we, okay. we just want right. the four right now i'm gonna let you go apparently you guys have his rank so i'm gonna go all right, man. All right. RC, what you got? This is your Mount Goatsmore, your four greatest goats of all time. All right, The goatiest goats ever in RC's books here. Here we go. Kinton, you hit us in descending order or rising order? Jordan was descending. the top. Yeah, descending. no, he went, yeah, he, he, he went one. One, one through four. All right. I'm going to go four to one. Okay. All right. At number four. On my Mount Goatsmore, your boy RC here for Sports and More in the 604. Yeah. I got none other than the most electrifying man in sports <laughs> entertainment today. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Guys, when I was growing up, man, the SmackDown was the rock show. Wrestling entertainment, huge industry. I love it. It's all talking smack. It's all these huge acrobatic moves. I grew up listening to The Rock. 
trash talk everybody in sight. And today, 20 years later, the guy is the most accomplished. No, what's the word for it? He is the top grossing actor of 2018. The Rock. You know what? You should you should tweet or like Instagram The Rock and just tell him that you put him on the four greatest athletes of all time. Like he oh, might yeah. send you a gift basket or Dude, something. Dude, and that's the other thing is he's a revolutionary athlete in in my opinion because in his through his movies through his work he reaches out to his fans a lot and, and he was and always about the people. He's he's the people's champion, man. The Rock is the people's champion. So everybody loves him. His Instagrams are full of shoutouts, full of love. He's a great person to follow. He's uh, fights for causes. Anyway, number four, The Rock. Wow. I love it. Oh wow, I love it. I can't wait to hear the rest of this. Number three, Fedor Emelianenko. Do you guys know who Fedor Emelianenko is? Nobody. All right, guys. educate Six me, bro. Educate me. You know, I love how like when you're having a conversation of the goats of the goats, and like you just get one guy that two out of three people in the booth have just never heard of. <laughs> That's why you subscribe, guys. That's why you subscribe. Are you Fedor, are you sure are you sure you're reading off of the right list right now? <laughs> Fedor Emelianenko, okay, was the top dog in Pride FC when mixed martial arts was in Japan and in the UFC in the beginning days, okay. Japan, Pride FC, they had their organization, and this man, they called him the Last Emperor, a Russian Sambo specialist, heavyweight, okay, this guy destroyed Ricardo Nogueira three times, he beat Krokop, he beat Mark Hunt, he beat Kevin Randleman, he beat everybody, and he was the top dog, and since he was Russian, he never fought in the UFC, never made it, actually, did he, in his old age, he fought in the US, he lost a lot, but there was a moment or in MMA, mixed wow. martial arts, the top style-wise, wrestling dominant, just an absolute legend, Fedor Emelianenko, number three. Wow, Ooh. wow, unbelievable. Ooh. Where is this taking? Yeah, where, like, where are we going right I now? I love it though. Yeah. All right, Needless guys. to say, I think RC's uh, goats of goat list is is a little uh, abstract from the norm. But you know what? I love it, man. That's why you know, we, we, we bring you things that are out of the ordinary here at SM604. Hashtag SM604. Man, this is why we're all here, baby. This is episode six. Hope y'all are enjoying the show. RC, you got two more on your Mount Goats. Number more. two. Who Number you got? Number two. This is, to me, the best basketball player I've seen in my life. The Black Mamba, number 24. Oh, no! Kobe Bryant. Oh, man, bam! Man, my wow. entire life I've followed this cat, okay? Wow. And until his last game, he put up 60 Dude, points against the, the Nobody's Dallas. ever going to do that last game ever again Who in our lives. That? In any sport. Guys, guys, he took 50 shots to get there. He put up six. Scratch, scratch. Oh, TV. Yeah, I'm, I'm Let's not turn saying. off his mic. Tur- can, turn yeah. off TV's mic. <laughs> yeah, I'm turn not, it off right now. Hey, I'm, not, I'm not saying that he. You know, it's not good to hit sixty in your last game. But guys, Dude, the guy nailed sixty. Are you agreeing with with RC that he belongs on the Mount Goats more? Hey, Kobe Bryant. I, I agree that he should be hit on Kobe his Mount Goats more. Kobe Bryant is hey, a no revolutionary way. athlete. He came back from a broken Achilles. He came back from breaking up with Shaq and being unapologetic about being the top fucking And the dog. work ethic. And Somebody that wasn't supposed to be there. This guy was at the gym before. He was putting up thousands of shots before any and game. And a thousand more. Look, if you want to tell me Michael Jordan is your goat, I respect that. He's he's a contender. 
but I want to speak for the man who motivated me the most in basketball with the number eight and then with the 24. I hella respect that because my favorite, like, Kobe did it for number me in the NBA. No, no, hey, no doubt. He, he's a lot of people's favorite player of all time, but it, but is he the greatest of all time? He like He's not even Compe- the greatest player of all time in his sport. But no, in, in mentality, his mentality, his okay. competitive nature. This kid at 18, new to the league, was telling Michael Jordan that he though. was going to beat him one-on-one. Yeah. And Phil Jackson, who coached both of them, was doubtful about it. All now, right. now re- respect. I, I don't want to take anything away from Jordan, but anyway, number two. Kobe no Black doubt, no doubt. Okay, no, I, it's cool. I, res- I, I respect it. Number Black Mamba, number one. Two. I can't wait to hear this. Like, He's fuck. done wrestling with an alligator. Oh, He's God. done tossing with a whale. He Here can't we go. cuffed lightning through <laughs> thunder in jail. Just last week, he murdered a rock, injured a stone. I'm actually cool with this one. This man's so mean, he makes medicine sick. <laughs> <laughs> Muhammad Ali, number one. Yeah, I like it. The former Cassius Clay, renamed to Muhammad Ali, most re- greatest of all time, revolutionary man. The greatest influencer in you sports. Know, he was bigger than his sport in a time where, you know, shout out, you know, big civil rights movement era, yeah. black people, um, and segregation. To this day, a problem. Back then, he didn't want to go to Vietnam. Famous quote of his, you know, ain't no Viet Cong ever called me nigga. Yeah. So I'm not going to go and fight other brown people abroad when, you know, he doesn't find justice at home. And I think that's a beautiful story. Anybody who doesn't know Muhammad Ali, I invite you to read up and listen to his videos. He's a poet. He's a humanitarian. He's an athlete. He's a competitor. He's a gold medal Olympian who threw his gold medal into the Kentucky River after coming back from Rome, winning a gold medal in boxing, and not being served at the diner in his hometown. So number one greatest of all time for RC, Muhammad Ali. Love it. Cassius Clay. my Mount Goatsmore. Cassius Clay. The pressure is on, homie. Well, okay. So here, here's what here's what I'll say as I uh, as I kind of just pull up pull up my lovely little list here. So, all right. This has been this has been a fun this has been a fun topic. You know, I I, I will say that we can definitely see after the first you know two guys have gone here that you know the the Mount Goatsmore or the the goats of goats or the greatest goats of all time. Is uh, is definitely a very personal thing, uh, and you know everyone's gonna have their own kind of criteria and what they sort of define it as. The reason why I struggle with this, and and, and I'll tell you guys why. Um, there's so many different uh, criteria that you could use, and based on that, I'm gonna have you know different picks, right? What I'm doing today and what I'm gonna give you guys is is what I truly de- like the definition of goat, right? Greatest of all time. I'm going to go with who I believe has achieved the most greatness. And that's why they're going to belong on my mount, uh, as we're calling it, the Mount Goatsmore. But that that's the, that's the definition I'm going with today. There's other rankings and other discussions you could have. You know, who was the most dominant athlete in, in the peak of their career? Not through the duration, but in the peak. Who was the most uh, socially conscious athlete or made, made the biggest social imprint? There's so many of these athletes that are... Uh, socially and culturally and even um, athletically significant but they're not going to make my list for one reason or another so I'll, I'll get into that maybe on another pod we can we can we can deep dive on this another day I'm going to give you guys the four greatest goats like definition greatest of all time and while you guys were going 
I had a chance to rank them, okay? So, nice. no, yeah, yeah. So the no, ranking is important, man. Yeah, the ranking is important. Yeah. Ascending so, or descending? So I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, number four on yeah. on my on my Mount Goatsmore. I'm gonna go up to number one. Uh, the greatest, in my opinion, greatest and undisputably most decorated Olympian of all time, one Mr. Michael Phelps. The human fish. Yeah, the human, <laughs> the human flipper. Um, <laughs> you know, nobody in swimming or, or in uh, Olympic athletics uh, has ever even come close to the dominance that this guy has had. Not over one Olympics, not over two Olympics, but over three Olympics. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it was a fourth, but it was three for sure. And, and I think it was four. It might have been four. Yeah, just recently too. The amount of gold medals that this guy has won, the world records that this guy has shattered, the way that he has reshaped uh, Olympic swimming, where every, where the rest of the field has to has to train different, uh, think about the sport different, and and he, and he changed the way that we look at modern Olympics. Like he, in a lot of ways, he put the Olympics um, back on the map as as like a global must-see, cannot-miss event. Uh, and, and, you know, he had, you know, a stretch of over a decade there where he just won everything in sight. It was done. Like, you know those athletes that come along where they, they enter their event and you're like, well, this is over. It's just a formality. He, in my opinion, exemplified that probably more than any other athlete ever. Like, when he entered a race, you knew it was over. It just, it wasn't even, it wasn't even, you might as well not even come to the starting block. So Michael Phelps, uh, most decorated athlete, most decorated Olympian of all time. Uh, he he's my number four in my goat list. Um, number three, and I and I and I struggled with uh, with with two and three as to kind of where to rank them. I might even have them as like a two A and two B. So like my my opinion, you know, may um, may change on this. But I am gonna say uh, that my number three goat of goats all time is one Roger Federer whoa yeah. he um the guy's good the guy's amazing he he um he's still good and the reason why he's he's especially amazing is, is not only does he have the most uh men's tennis grand slams of all time uh not only is he still doing it at this age but he has been consistent He's brought it every single year. He's always there. And the number of finals that this guy has lost, that he, if, if, a, if a couple points go his way, he's got even more Grand Slams. Like, yeah. he, he's lost a, a, quite a number of finals where he's been He's always two. on the show, man. The guy's ahead. You know what I mean? So even if he's not winning, he's probably in the final of that Grand Slam. He's amazing. And, and, and what is especially amazing to me about Roger Federer is that he's still doing it in what is considered one of the golden ages of tennis. Yeah. You've got Novak Djokovic, you've got uh, Rafa Nadal, you've got Andy Murray, who's kind of in that tier two, kind of right behind those guys. Like and these up and coming guys right now. Yeah, and, and there's and there's up and coming guys. Del Potro, uh, Del Potro just won uh, won a major, and and you know there's there's other guys that are coming up, and he's still doing it at his age yeah. without even a major sponsorship. Like yeah, you Nicolo, like he chose them. Like, and you know and what it's I mean? really like, he, hard to name another person that that you can say is as professional as Roger Federer too. Oh yeah, yeah. Just the he, way he carries one himself. Of, one of the classiest guys that I've, you know, seen in interviews. I mean, I don't know the guy obviously, but he just looks like he just oozes and exemplifies, you know, class and and and, and uh, sportsmanship and being a, a, a true gentleman. Uh, but all that aside, I'm just talking greatness yeah. in the sport. Uh, what he's done in his early career, in his prime, and now in his later stages where he's just a magician and he's picking apart younger guys with 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 tactical 
uh, prowess. It's it's just absolutely amazing to me. So Roger Federer, he makes uh, number three on my Shout list. out to his backhand too, the most yeah. beautiful shot yeah. in tennis. What yeah. a beautiful shot. Yeah, absolutely. So here's what we're going to go with. Number two uh, of my all-time goats, um, one of... Uh, one of my heroes growing up, and you know a lot of a lot of Canadians heroes growing up, is uh, and I'm surprised I didn't make one of the first two lists here. But number 99, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, um, definitely a clear cut number two on my list. Uh, changed the game, changed the way the game was played, put put hockey on the map as an as a major North American sport. Like before. Um, before Wayne Gretzky came around, it was it was it was football and basketball in North America as major sports. He um, and baseball and and Wayne Gretzky made it the fourth major North American sport. You could argue now that with with the introduction of MLS over the last decade, that there's five major sports in in North America. But before MLS came around, there was four, and before Wayne Gretzky came around, there was three. And just as a hockey fan, which you know most Canadians are. He dominated. He dominated in a way that no hockey player has ever dominated with the with the points. Not only the goals, but the assists. That that space behind the net. That's Wayne Gretzky's space. That's his office. You know, he just he had vision that nobody ever had, and a lot of people even now don't have. He played the game so differently than anybody else played it. And, and you know, any and he won his championships, and he won he, he won championships in multiple cities, right? If he would have stayed in Edmonton, and if that trade wouldn't have, have gone down, and you know, we all know how that all happened, but way it, more championships, way more. But he but he still he still he kept dominating, and to do it in that era where there were all the all the checking and obstruction and all that, um, it, it's amazing to me. And you know, he is he is the great one for a reason. And this is this is the greatest of all time list. This is the goat of goats. So if yeah. your name is the great one, you belong on my great. And list. he's still the face of hockey. Yeah, absolutely. When you think hockey, you think ninety nine. Yeah. If, if you go if you go to other countries that are not as as big of, of you know hockey countries, and you're like, hey, hockey, oh Wayne Gretzky. You know, like they don't talk about Sid Crosby as much as they do Wayne fucking Gretzky. Untouchable um, records. Yeah. So yeah, amazing. Um, number two, I think it, for me it's without a doubt. Um, and, but my biggest lock, and, and you know, this is this is to me like you know, and I appreciate everyone's list. I respect what you guys have put on there. But I mean, if this guy is not number one, I mean you're just wrong. Uh, you know, I don't like to call guys out for their opinion, but you're, you're just you're just wrong. Number one, the goatiest goat of of all time, the goatiest goat that ever lived. Michael Air Jeffrey Jordan, Air Air his airness MJ, Mr. Michael, be like Mike number well, twenty three. I think number forty five for a very short amount though. of time. Huh? Say what? Tiger has a better swing than him though. Tiger's got a better swing. Nah, nah, and and he's a pretty shitty baseball player, but I know where you're going with it. Look, um, you know, I, I don't want to get into too much detail because we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the pod here pretty soon. But but I mean, what more can you say about MJ, man? He's he's the greatest um, athlete of all time. Uh, he's the he's the he's the greatest. By, I mean, by far the greatest in his own sport. I think of of, of all time. Uh, just when you when you combine not only his athletic greatness, his his championship achievements, um, but KTC, you talked about it. The way that he completely transformed and then transcended his sport into becoming just a, a figure in in society. 
You know what I mean? Like he's Michael Jordan. People might not even think about basketball right now if if you're after that time, right? When you think of Michael Jordan, people might see the shoes. Like kids, kids now, like say 20 years from now, they're not gonna first associate Michael Jordan with the basketball player. Like, oh, that's the the shoes, right? That's the clothing brand. It's like, wait a minute, he's a basketball player? Exactly. He's the greatest oh, of all time. Like, what? Oh, like, oh he's just he's, he's, like, he's, he's, he's not the guy that designed the shoes. Like that's actually him on the shoe. Mm-hmm. Like you if, know what I mean? If we go back close to 30 years in time Barcelona 92 dream team Michael Jordan he's probably the, the biggest person on the biggest team in history yeah the dream team the dream team yeah it's amazing so it, when you're the top dog in a team they call the dream team goat shit that's goat, goat. Yeah. Uh, so that says go. You know, so you know what I mean. You know, I, I I could I could go on on a full pod of just Michael Jordan. So I'm not gonna go on to it. Maybe but we will. Maybe but uh, he he is one of my actual um, you know heroes growing up. Like I was glued to the TV as a young kid. 97, 98 finals particularly. Yeah. Um, the 96 ones I did watch a little bit as well, but I don't remember them as much. The, those last two finals, 97 and 98, like I those images are seared into my brain and I'll never forget them. And and you know, it, it, it's just incredible. Like, he's a childhood hero. You know, one of my other basketball heroes was Vince Carter. I've told you guys that. And he's probably... Yeah, and when I actually started playing basketball, you know, 10, 11 years old, I was going to be like, oh, I'm going to be like VC. But but Michael Jordan was the first guy that I ever... First athlete that I ever saw on TV. And I'm like, okay, I want, I want to be that. And it's just... That was everybody in the NBA. Just, he wanted to be that. Just magical. But he also so. gave you that feeling where you would see an athlete from track and field, a footballer, a soccer player a tennis player, a diver. You could run into anybody in any other sport and you'd still be like, Michael Jordan's a better athlete than you yeah. and a better competitor than you. And he'd probably beat you at your sport. And like the, <laughs> just how he would show up and he would mentally beat you. Like yes. the other shooting guard is just saying, I'm lined up against Michael Jordan. Shit. He has yeah, to have what, my what, favorite what do do? Hall of Fame enshrinement speech. Where he's still giving shit to some college uh, coach that didn't line, that didn't give him the starting position. Eh? He's like, "Oh, coach, whatever. I see you're here. I didn't invite you." Yeah. <laughs> it's all the fame speech. So Love I mean, that. well, these these are three impressive lists, and these three lists re- really shows our personality. Because I know you two really well. Dan and I have a similar similar way our, of judging our, our these things of like similar, yeah. saying like they're pure dominance, where you have the influencer people that influence people on this world it shows a lot of how we are as people as well real quick we're gonna go around the horn here we promise you guys we do it we are gonna give our honorable mention uh, a guy who's who's not gonna get his face etched onto Mount Goatsmore but he might have like a little you know uh, He's outside bro- looking in he might have a little bronze statue like off to the side you know what I mean so we're gonna give one honorable mention KTC RC myself who is that one guy or girl who just narrowly missed out on your goats of goat list? Damn, my first honorable mention. RC brought him up, so I you only can't get do one. It. You only get one. Damn it! <laughs> well, RC brought up my first choice, and then you brought my second choice. Yeah, go for it. That's fine. So I gotta do my own thing. <laughs> no, no, no. Pick, pick whoever is gonna be your fifth guy. Like that's that you can pick whoever you want. I would say Muhammad Ali okay. would have been my number that's five. A great, that's a great choice. Yeah. Great choice. Wayne Gretzky being the number six if there is one. Okay, but cool. You know what? We'll get to that another yeah, day. Yeah, but yeah, Muhammad okay. Ali would be my Your, your first honorable mention. Okay, yeah. cool. Oh, fuck, man. Mine is really... Uh, if my picks were already somewhat in the wild card category, 
my honorable mention. Oh, is bro, you're you're gonna be way out in fucking left field. I, I am way coming out of nowhere with this one. Way out. My honorable field. mention, greatest of all time, sports ish people, <laughs> Remy Gallard. Who's that? <laughs> Remy Gallard is a French um, c- comedian, sports reality sports comedian. Okay. Um, who does live live reality comedy based on people's reactions in France, and he's a trick shot specialist. So he'll do trick shots uh, with a football into an ambulance, and then run for blocks on end with the police chasing him. So. Uh, he's fucking hilarious. So <laughs> give Remy Gallard my honorable mention. Nice. All right. Nice. Um, you know, mine, and, and I struggled actually with the honorable mention because I, I know I said um, it, it's it's my list of, of greatest and like is defined by greatness. Um, but I'm gonna go with Tiger Woods as my as my honorable mention. Now the reason why um, the reason why I didn't put Tiger. Uh, in my in my actual uh, Mount Goatmore is because um, I, I still struggle with with kind of reconciling whether or not Tiger is even the greatest golfer of all time, and that's because of, of all those years in between now where he's just it looks like he might be coming out of it, and I and I hope he has a a glorious finish to his career. I really do. I'm a Tiger fan, but those years that he missed in the middle with the injuries and the controversy and, and all that, you know, the infidelities and all that stuff, that robbed him of, of kind of the latter stages of his prime. And, and that was where he was gonna cement himself as by a country mile, the greatest golfer of all time. And because he didn't do that, I, you know, Jack Nicholas still has a claim he still has a he's got he's got the majors record and you know it's not just all about how many majors you rack up but but you know there is that debate still out there the reason i'm putting tiger in the honorable mention is because i think it's it's indisputable that at his at his peak and for a long time he was by far the most dominant golfer the world has ever seen uh, even more so than, than Jack Nicklaus. And that's no way bashing the competition he played against because he played against... Oh, and, 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 and he's playing against great people even now, right? So, you know, he... Like, people would get off their game as soon as Tiger stepped onto the course. Like, they didn't play their game and they, they didn't follow their own game plan as soon as Tiger walked out on like, the course. Like on, on a Sunday, the leading guy. Yeah, if you see Tiger yeah. walking out with that red on Sunday when he was winning titles, winning, winning majors, you're 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 thrown off your entire strategy. And say even like for example, like Phil Mickelson had the lead on like hole 15, and he sees Tiger two holes behind him. Yeah, he knows he's gonna get caught. So Tiger, in my opinion, you know, is one of the most dominant athletes in his peak uh, of all time. Um, is Lance Armstrong even a contender? You know what? I, I did I, roids, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I take, I, I take Lance off just because of all the roids issues, and 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 you know that's why I don't have any baseball players like Barry Bonds. Like that no home, the home run record is amazing. Uh, I can't put him up there. He's just too much. Too much for me personally. It's it's too much to kind of uh, get them on there. And going back to what you were saying, like you really want me to say Tom Brady. I wanted to say Tom Brady, <laughs> but Tom Brady or. Football is such a team sport yeah. that it's hard for me to single one out that guy. one guy. And then one more uh, Canadian great in our era, Jean Saint Pierre. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah GSP yeah. man, he was dominant in the uh, welterweight division. Not talking green screens, pellets. This is GSP from man. Montreal. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not even impressed by your performance. 
you know, not the best trash talker, <laughs> but a very influential athlete from Canada. So you know what, boys? Good list. I really enjoyed this. I, I, I we're gonna do a deep dive pod on on kind of the, some of the greatest athletes ever. That's in the works. Stay tuned for that. This is Sports and More 604. We're gonna wrap it up with just a couple of interesting NBA uh, news and notes that I really wanted to just chat about with you guys. This will just take a couple minutes, but I really think um, we should get into this because it, it could change the landscape. Uh, of the NBA, and that is that it, it official word has come out now that Jimmy B, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets has officially uh, sat down with coach and GM Tom Thibodeau and requested a trade out of Minnesota. Um, this looks like it could happen, guys, before the season starts, which is significant because a lot of people were kind of thinking he might play out this year, sign as a free agent, or maybe they trade him at the deadline if it's not working, but it sounds like he has wanted out in the it wants out in the next couple of weeks before the season starts and he has given a formal list to the Timberwolves the Timber Bulls <laughs> that uh, it has three teams on it there's three destinations that he has indicated he will not only go to but sign an extension once he's there you know thereby giving giving the receiving team a little bit of confidence that they're going to keep him and those three teams are not what you would expect because none of those teams are the LA Lakers where he's been rumored to possibly go. Those three teams are the Brooklyn Nets, the New York Knickerbockers, and the other team in LA, the Clip Show, which is What to, the fuck? Which is to me the most the most <laughs> shocking of them all. So, what do you guys think if 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 he first of all, I just really quickly want to go around the horn, which one of those three do you guys think he's going to end up with or you can say other? And how do you think this changes the landscape of the NBA? KTC, what do you think? I'm going to say that he made a typo in his request. He meant to say the LA Lakers, <laughs> and I still think he's going to end up on the LA Lakers. <laughs> they just they got it wrong on the sheet. Spell check screwed him at or or correct screwed him. It's such That's a amazing. fucked up. That's amazing. Uh, you know, you either do LA or anyway, I I think he'll end up in New York or Brooklyn and nobody will ever remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Okay, so you so you're going other, you're going Lakers. Do you think he's still gonna end up with the Lakers? Oh, yeah. And you're and you're going what? Yeah, East Coast, either New York or Brooklyn. One, I, one, I one of those two. Yeah. Um, I uh, I see him. Oh man, this is this is a tough one, man. I'm gonna go. Um, I wish it was Boston. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah. won't be. But it won't be. They don't have the dough anymore. See, here's the thing. The Nets, the Nets don't have the picks. When they did that whole fucking thing with the worst trade of all the time, wor the worst trade of all time, they're still paying for it now. So um, it won't be the Nets. The Clippers could make an interesting case because I, I, I think they know that they could keep Jimmy, and um, I just don't know what kind of pieces you're gonna offer back. You know, you don't have Blake anymore. So what are you offering? You like Lou Williams or fucking? You know, like what, why what, would he go there what now? He just got rid of everyone. Yeah, that big and, three and, in the clip show is gone. And there is obviously the point of 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 them kind of, uh, you know, not wanting to trade in conference, right? I mean, these are these are teams that the that the Timberwolves are going to have to go up against, and they are already scraping, you know, the 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 seven eight seed kind of range, in my opinion. So I'm gonna go Knicks. I'm gonna say he, he ends up with the New York Knicks, and and I and I think he would definitely sign an extension there, and you, and you might see a, a Kyrie Irving is the other rumor that could end up in New York with him. So Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, and uh, and, God. and yeah, the Zinger. So hey, that's a little bit of news and notes. The last thing I want to end on, and this is just for fun, man, because this is like one of my favorite childhood movies of all time. It is confirmed. 
is happening? Dun 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 Everybody get up, it's time to space down. You got the real down going down. I believe I can fly. LeBron Raymond James and his entertainment company, Spring Hill Entertainment, have partnered with I don't know who I think it's Warner. They partnered with Space Jam 2. The sequel is happening, and guess who? has signed on to executive produce Bugs Bunny oh. <laughs> director of Black Panther Ryan Coogler yeah. so apparently LeBron personally uh, tried to recruit Coogler and, and he was waiting to make the announcement of Space Jam 2 before he knew he had somebody like this to partner and collab with and Coogler has now signed on it'll be the first project that he works on after Black Panther filming is set to start Next off season, 2019. They are going to give LeBron a suit made of vibranium. <laughs> they actually should. They should give LeBron a, a vibranium basketball uniform. Wakanda forever. Yeah, it's gonna be great. You know what? I I, I love what LeBron is doing. I love that he looked past the the X's and O's uh, and took and chose the Lakers because of of what this would mean for his his entertainment ventures and his legacy going forward. So Prediction. Space Jam Two is happening. I hope it does for the next generation of kids what Space Jam did for me, the first one. So. Prediction. Huh? Prediction. What you, got? what you got? It's going to be better than the first one. Better than oh, the first one. Damn. I think the oh, one shit. thing LeBron is going to be, you know, ages better than Michael Jordan at is going to be acting. Wow. Yo, I think LeBron is hilarious when he, like I've seen him on Saturday Night Live yeah. and I've seen him on social media. I think LeBron is a underrated comedian. And if he Amazing. lets loose, I think this movie is going to be better than Sports Jam. That's a bold prediction. Yeah. You know what? I think, I think that's a good prediction to end it on. This has been a lot of fun, guys. Um, we got to get out of here. It's time to move on with the rest of our day. Well, we, we ran out of time, but yo, next cast, let's predict who the monsters will be. We will <laughs> predict who the monsters are that uh, James, the James gang and Bugs Bunny and the crew are going to be going up against. Uh, guys, thanks Game for sitting green. around and having no some question. fun with us. This has been a blast. This is Sports and More 6 and 4, 604. Episode 6 from the 604. I like that. Yeah. We'll be back next week with episode, episode lucky number 7. Uh, I'm DB Danvin, KTC. This is RC. RC on the mic. Signing off, guys. Yo, don't forget us on all the platforms. Yeah, any single one of them. Smash we're there. That like See you all next week. Thanks a lot.